Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's going on, everybody? This is Elijah Fire episode 19. We're almost 20, guys. It's exciting. Okay, so actually, there a couple of, well, more than a couple of episodes ago, um, I believe it was Justice Keel's episode. I had mentioned a young girl by the name of Carrie, and I found out that some of you guys have been asking for an update on her because we've been praying for her. Um, she still has a long road to go, uh, but we're seeing some improvement. She's actually been able to walk uh, without a walker, um, and that's just been amazing. Um, cognitive issues, we still need to see the Lord heal that. Um, so just to give you, some people are going, what, what is this about Carrie? Uh, so there was this young girl, um, there was a friend of the family that wrote me back in the, back during the summer. And, uh, what had happened is Carrie was with her mom. Carrie is, I believe she's 13 now. Um, but she was in a car wreck with her mom and ended up being fatal for her mother. And then for her, uh, there, she was basically believed to be a vegetable. She was going to be a vegetable, um, or have insane cognitive issues, physical issues. Um, and we've just seen a miraculous thing happen with her. Um, you know, she was having multiple strokes, brain damage. Um, they were like, well, she's not going to walk or she's not going to be cognitively aware. And both of those things, God has proved the doctor's diagnosis wrong. And so, um, we've been seeing, I mean, she is a miracle. Like what happened wh- where she's at right now is a miracle. I think now she only has a, like a boot or something on her right leg. Um, I could be wrong on some of these details, but, uh, she's, she's starting to walk without a walker, everything. So we're seeing just amazing things happen. And I had just felt a burden to pray for her specifically, my wife and myself. Um, and, uh, it's been amazing. So keep praying, you guys, and I'll do uh, try and do a better job of updating you a little bit quicker uh, in, in quicker intervals so that uh, months don't go by and you guys don't hear anything. So, okay, uh, I, b- I believe that covers everything. My guest today, you we've had her on the show before. A lot of you guys were incredibly blessed by that. I've heard more feedback from hers than almost any episode. We talked a lot about anxiety. Uh, we might circle back around that again. Who knows? Uh, But it is uh, my guest. She is the founder of Outrageous Hope is Mandy Woodhouse. Let's bring in Mandy. Hi. Hello. Hello. And for those that don't know, you hail from Australia, but you're from the United States. Yes. 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 So unfortunately, I don't have the cool Aussie accent, but you'll hear some colloquialisms come out sometimes. So Mm -hmm. yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's like a melding of your Louisiana <laughs> accent with a little bit of the Aussie yeah. and all that. So it's funny, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you guys are, are you guys planning on living there indefinitely for now? Is that kind of you know when you guys moved there? Was it like a? Yeah, it pretty much, pretty much. I'm not sure. I mean, we're open to whatever, yeah. whatever the Lord has. But for now, definitely, this is where. This is where we're planted. Yeah, so. awesome. But still love the U.S. so much. Yeah, still love it so much. Mm, so yeah. Um. Mm. So you uh, you've told me a few times that you're still even now getting feedback from the last episode. Is that right? 
Yes, yeah. yes. I think last week even. I mean, we, we did this episode weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I think last week I got an email from someone awesome. who had come across it, but um, someone who had really been touched and blessed awesome. by what we had talked about. And the idea that anxiety is external, yeah. that it's an external thing. It's mm-hmm. not who you are. Yeah. And I think that's the thing I've gotten the most feedback on. Mm. That, yeah. And that's, that's a big, a big one. That's one of the big yeah. things I heard from people that were like, anxiety is external. And some people really wrestle with that even now who yeah. do, we talked about this a little bit um, where it's definitely a, um, some people take it on as it's been a part of their identity and they're yeah. like, no, no, that's just, just who I am. And I've talked to close relatives where they've said the same thing. Um, yeah. And no, that's not, you're a new creation. <laughs> exactly. Like, yes. Know? So, yeah. Uh, so I think that's, that was a big aha moment for a lot of people though. I know yeah. was, was ex- anxiety is external. And when you're actually viewing it that way, it kind of changes the way that you perceive things that happen. Um, right. And also, to be honest, can explain a little bit better for some people where they're fine one minute and then all of a sudden, you know, maybe they come in yeah. contact with somebody or, you know, a nasty spirit, you know, yes. and all of a sudden they're like, Oh my yeah. goodness, why am I, you know? So yeah, that's great. yeah. It. sometimes it's just discernment. Yeah. Sometimes you're just picking up on other people's stuff. Yeah. Um, and the enemy loves to play on all that. He likes to make you think that it's you and, you know, but we, we, we are new creations in Christ and he's given us power mm-hmm. over those things. He's not going to yeah. leave us powerless in it. Yeah. So, but that's yeah. a whole nother, I could just go on and on about that. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually I <laughs> yeah. want to stop there for just a second. I was going to say not to derail what we're going to talk about. No, but <laughs> we'll, we'll get, we'll get there, you know, Yeah. but you said something just now that I think there's some people that are going, what was that again? Um, and that was sometimes when you're out and about, it's just your discernment kicking yeah. in. And obviously that's a really big topic, right? Yeah. But yes. talk about that a little bit. What do you mean by that? You're walking yeah. out and about and all of a sudden your discernment kicks in and you're starting to feel anxiety. What do you mean by that? Yeah. Wow. Um, this is a whole nother, yeah, this yeah. is a whole nother <laughs> teaching thing that I'm actually developing this Oh, great! Um, because people, people, I come across people all the time, especially today especially with what we're going through um, with all the stuff, all the junk in the atmosphere. I feel yeah. like a spirit of fear has been released on the earth. And, and what I'm finding is that, um, I'll give you an example. Yeah. When I lived in, the, in America, my husband, Kasten and I would walk into Walmart and I would be fine. I'd walk into Walmart and I'd feel all this stuff. And we'd end up fighting because we didn't know what it was. And I was totally fine. We're having a great Saturday. Let's go to Walmart. Let's get some plants for the yard, whatever. And I'd walk in. I'd feel fear. I'd feel insecure. I'd feel like, oh, do we have enough money? All this stuff. What it is is that I have a have a strong gift of discernment mm-hmm. and discerning of spirits and, and prophecy and intercession. Mm-hmm. And so I'd walk into a place and if, if all this stuff is truly external, it's not coming from within me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I walk in and I've had no fear at all. I'm having a great day. Mm-hmm. Um, what's happened is I'm, it's almost like a, like I'm a barometer yeah. and people are like a barometer in the spirit. And so you're picking up on different things. And I've learned what to do with that is to actually stop, take a second, take a deep breath and pray. 
-hmm. okay, Lord, what, what is this and why, who is this for? And when I started learning how to do that, and when Kostin started realizing I'm not a crazy, crazy person, (laughs) we realized that it was actually for us to stop and pray for people. And we actually started having encounters in Walmart where like people would, I'd feel something and I would be like, oh my gosh, like I learned it's not me. I walked in once. I felt like I wanted to take my own life. Mm. Wasn't, I wasn't dealing with any of, any of that stuff. Yeah. And so Kost and I stopped, we prayed and we realized that it was one of the ladies at the checkout and we were able to go and prophesy over her and pray wow. for her, encourage her so cool. and found out through a friend who also works at that Walmart that that like changed her day, Oh man! like changed something. And yeah. so what, what the enemy wants to do is make us feel like it's us mm-hmm. and make us feel like we're an emotional mess. We're a basket pet case. We're going crazy when really, I think in this season, God's calling us to stop, to pray and to say, how, how do I, um, how do I respond to this Lord? That's really good. Like, is this for someone else? Yeah. Do I need to just go and intercede? Is it yeah. something in the nation? Like yesterday, um, Australia, the state that I lived live in, made some really big unfair calls, um, and I don't want to get into all that, but right. just regarding vaccinations. Yeah. And all day, I didn't know that this had happened. I felt sick to my stomach all day. I had mm. this heaviness. I knew it wasn't mine. You know, you look in Isaiah sixty one, and it says a garment of praise in exchange for a spirit of heaviness mm. or a spirit of despair. It doesn't say one, one and the other. It's a spirit of. So I had a spirit of heaviness and I couldn't work out what was wrong. And I'm thinking, man, is it my students? What's going on? Because I was teaching yesterday. And then I realized what, that it was actually um, something that had shifted in the atmosphere governmentally. Mm-hmm. And last night, Kost and I spent some time praying into it mm-hmm. and the heaviness lifted. Oh, so. Yeah, so we just need to know that it that a lot of times it is actually for the sake of prayer or to encourage someone or to maybe even just like maybe if you don't have like the boldness in this season to walk up to the lady at the checkout and pray for her, you can go home, write a card, an anonymous mm. card, do something, do That's something. Really good. That's really God's good. showing you this for a reason. Yeah. And most of the time it's not us. Yeah. I think that's really, um, really important, you know, and that's something that that's been my experience as well. I'm definitely a very, very much so like a feeler, like when I'm out and about and it took me a long time, uh, to, to realize that, uh, no, you're not hungry. No. Well, cause I think for a long time, people, <laughs> people thought I had a hypoglycemia, like, and they were like, Oh, you're grumpy all the time. And I, he was like, okay, yeah. And I just would like believe that. And, and there was no reason why it would, would hit me. And sometimes it would hit me right after eating too. And so I was like, maybe I didn't eat enough, but I mean, I'm full. I don't know. And so, um, eventually I went to a doctor and had him test me out and he was like, okay, I'm going to give you this whole thing. You got to test your, your blood at these different times. And so I did. And he was like, yeah, you're fine. And so I was like, okay there's something else going on. And then that's when the Lord really started to show me because I turned to him instead of just going to a doctor started showing me this. And it was really interesting because one of the biggest, there's a few places I go to now where I can pinpoint 
okay, when you go over this area, you're going to feel this. When you go yes. over there, you feel that. Like at Target, for example, because there's yeah. so many different departments, arts and entertainment, fashion, all these yeah. things. And I can pinpoint exactly what I'll feel if yeah. I'm not alert. And so there was one time when we were in Costco, actually, and we would, my wife and I would get in an argument in the exact same spot. And my <laughs> wife and I, are we we love each other and we get along yeah. really well and so we don't often argue yeah um, i'm the same so, way with my husband yeah, yeah. and so uh we'll cut we'll disagree on things but you know yeah. in terms of like argument arguments it's not very common and and so we were in there and it's same place every single time we would get like super i would it was me i would get super snappy and then all yeah. of a sudden there was like one time where she was like what is wrong why are you and i was like no be quiet and then she's like, be quiet. She's like, I'm not talking loud. And so then I stopped and I said, okay, hang on, wait a minute. And then I, I just, I realized we were walking through the wine aisle. And then I immediately was like, I looked at her and I was like, people come here to their, their closet alcoholics. Wow. They come here to get boxed wine or whatever. And it's that yeah. hush, hush, don't tell anybody spirit. And wow. there was a woman near us. Who, and I didn't think to, it, it actually could have been her, you know? Um, yeah. And, but uh, so even you saying that of like looking around at other people and yeah. saying, God, why am I saying this? Is it for somebody else? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, just... it's like a word of knowledge, yeah. only it's an emotional word of knowledge. Mm. That's what That's I good. feel like it is. Yeah. yeah. So um, we were in a, I think that when we figured out, couple of years ago, what was actually happening, Costin and I love to go and have like brunch mm. at different little spots. And we'll find a little historic town and drive little adventure. Mm -hmm. We were in this little historic town in South Carolina. And the minute we got into like the city limits, I started just getting, he calls it twitchy. I was just like annoyed and I, oh, snappy and wah. And then I started feeling this sense of fear and like not normal for me. We ended up having to leave the cafe because we were like at each other's throats. So we get in the car and he's wise enough to be like, this isn't us, what's going on? Yeah. And so I felt like the Lord said, said, Google the town. I Googled the town, did not know in like the 16 or 1700s when it was early 1700s, when it was first founded, it actually Native Americans were slaughtered in this town. Wow. Fast forward 100 years, slaves were slaughtered in that town. Fast forward to the 50s and 60s, there were underground abortion clinics in this wow. town. And so it's just been slaughter and murder. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's when it all, we clued in what was actually happening that I was picking up on just, just the general spirit in the area. Mm. And we were able to like pray into that town. And then before we left America, the town that did this huge March for Life. Oh, walk. that's awesome. So There's like a bit of, of redemption. Yeah, for, them, for real. You know? Yeah. So whether or not that was because we stopped and prayed, I don't know. I'm sure there were plenty of people praying for that town, but God showed me something in that. That's great. Yeah. I actually think, um, I feel like a lot more people operate in this gifting than maybe we talk about in the church. Yeah, um, and that's so. why it's so important to be, um, even, even if you're on social media and you see somebody and they write you and you know, it, maybe it's not 
savory. There's a there's a needed <laughs> reaction to defend yourself or to give in to whatever spirit that person was yeah. operating in. And I think that if a lot more people knew this, what we're talking about, and could actually stop and be like, okay, hold on, Lord, what what's going on? Instead of reacting out of our flesh, I think yes. we would see a lot more peace. We would see a lot yeah. more. Um, so, yeah, it's it's great. It's maybe may, may we'll have you back on to talk about it in the future. <laughs> yeah, because that's great. Um, so, okay. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, let's get to the notes. Finally, <laughs> twenty minutes into the episode, um, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, so you released a word uh, on October twenty second on your YouTube that to me was just like, man, this is this is a now word. This is really good yeah. um, for me, but also for <laughs> the thousands of other people that are going to watch this as well. So why don't you go ahead yeah. and talk about that? Yeah. Um. Again, I may start using Aussieisms. So uh, the word motorway actually in Australia is the same thing as an interstate in America, just so you know. So sometimes I kind of go back. I'm like, is that Australian? I don't know. Okay, so I was actually driving down the motorway. I was going home. It was a long day. I was praying for a friend. And I got to a spot where, where there's not usually a lot of traffic. and it was almost a complete standstill. Mm. So I was already in this place of prayer and I'm like, what the heck? Like, ah, so we finally, like, I'm just crawling along, get to the crest of the hill and I look down and what I can see is there's actually a really large truck and it's taking up two lanes. And what was happening is it was going really slow, taking up two lanes. So people couldn't actually pass it. So it was bottlenecking this whole row of people. And I really felt like I remember saying to myself, man, he just needs to get into his lane so people can go around him. Like we can actually keep going if he gets into Mm -hmm. his lane. And immediately I felt the Lord say, like, this is a picture right now of a large portion, not the whole, but a large portion of the body of Christ. And There's a lot of people, I feel like um, a spirit of comparison has come in. And I think a lot of people are taking up several lanes or they don't know what lane they're meant to be in, or they don't know how to go around. They don't know where they, I guess, belong. Um, And then he said, I'm just looking at my notes, if that's Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, Um, absolutely. He said, he's showing us our lane. Mm. He said that um, we actually stall the destinies of others when we take up lanes that aren't for us. Whoa. (laughs) I know. I was like, oh, we need another thing that I didn't put in that word. But the Lord was showing me last night as I was going over this is that Mm -hmm. we need to allow people to pass us. Oh, man. And sometimes, you know, sometimes we could be in our lane and someone's coming up around us on the side and they're about to pass us and we get nervous because we don't want them to pass us because we're leading the charge. We've got to be willing to let people pass us as Man, well. That's, that's, that's good. Uh, and, and, you know, I know that in this season, particularly online, Um, There are so many prophetic voices and so many people sharing things and so many people. And at the same time, what I love is that people are coming alive 
and people that have been hiding in caves. I'm one of them hiding in a cave for a long time, knowing I'm meant to yep. say something. And mm -hmm. suddenly, finally, like the Lord's open doors and he's like, no, 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 no. You're going to go. No, I'm going to push you out there. So some of us are, are, are learning what lane we belong in because we've been hiding for so long. And mm -hmm. some people have no idea where they belong. And that's that's okay. Like God's teaching us all those things. But like what you're hearing, help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash donate. Now back to the show. What we have to be aware of is that there's a lane for us that God has graced us for. Mm. And so we have to find our lane and stay there. And I know that some people have several lanes. Someone questioned me on, on that. And I, I get that. Like, I, mm. I'm not, I'm a prophet, I'm a teacher, and I'm an evangelist. And I'm going to talk about that later because that makes it really hard for me. Mm -hmm. If I was pure prophet, pure preacher, teacher, or pure evangelist, that I feel like that would be easier, you know? But I still have to be aware of where I'm, I'm traveling and where the Holy Spirit wants me to go. Mm. Um, and, and not start comparing myself because what I've seen, unfortunately, what the Holy Spirit was showing me is that people that are new, let's say I'm new and I'm watching people that I love. I look, I look up to Steve Schultz. And so I'm just going to like, I'm going to be like Steve. I'm going to do every, I'm going to start my own Elijah list thing. And I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that because I'm trying to be like Steve because Steve is awesome. But, you know, Ephesians says every joint supplies yeah. and Steve has his own joint. Yeah. And I have my own joint and I can't look like Steve because I'm not Steve. That's right. And I'm, a lot of this sounds cliche, but I feel like what the Lord is doing right now is trying to open our eyes because he needs us to be in our lane for our benefit, but also the benefit of everyone else that's following us, everyone mm -hmm. else's destiny, you know? Yeah, for sure. And I think that there's such a necessity for being patient with yourself as well, extending yes. grace to yourself in that process. I mean, yes. I, for one, I mean, we were talking before the show and I was saying that like th that word hit so clear for me as a, as a mm. reminder that um, I, to imitate everybody else that's doing everything, especially in this arena yes. would be, uh, would be uh, yeah, doing a disservice to myself and what God wants to do through me. You know, yeah, and yes. I think that that's that's the case for all of us. I think it's hard when you're when you admire, for instance, using the example of being like Steve Schultz, you know, um, is when you admire somebody. I mean, obviously, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, you know, so there is a degree <laughs> of like, I really admire what they're doing. And and, yeah. and and that's what you've seen modeled for you. But but where the real power comes from is is when you was is when you let go of that control and you yeah. just say like God what do you want to do let's just this this do it and and getting yourself to that place can be challenging um and so what would you say to people who are like Mandy I hear you yeah no and this is like I'm feeling really convicted right now but I also feel really confused and I feel very um I directionless in terms of staying in my lane I don't even know what my yeah. lane is how would you yeah. go about instructing somebody uh, yeah. that's in that place? What, what was done for me um, when I was in that place a few years ago uh -huh. was the best. First of all, intimacy. And, and if you follow me, you know that I like 
being at the feet of Jesus, intimacy, friendship with him, yeah. that comes before any lane. That is more important than your lane. I'm, I, and people may disagree with me, but that is the most important thing. So first and foremost, that's foundational mm -hmm. and asking the Lord. But I think dreaming with the Lord. So I had someone that I very much love in Australia while I was in America came over and prophesied over me and just said some things that they saw in me. Um, so yes, prophetic words, like like go back over prophetic words, that things that have been spoken over you um, and just ask the Lord, okay, so how does this look? What does this look like? Someone prophesied over me and my voice would go far and wide on video podcasts. Come on. And I didn't know how that would work. Um, and so just getting with the Lord. Okay, these are the things, you know, Timothy says to wage war with the, the prophetic words God's given you. Mm. But also dreaming with God and being like, okay, so what really am I passionate about? What makes me come alive? Mm. Talking to my husband, babe, what, what makes me come alive? Talking to some of my close friends, talking to pastors and people that know me. and and that along with the prophetic words that you've been given along with your intimacy with jesus putting those things together and then being courageous enough to step out and try something yeah so i, I think it was oh gosh 2016 or 17 when i put together my facebook page out for outrageous hope i didn't do much with it but i was looking back over it yesterday and in 2017 I just posted one little thing that I thought the Lord wanted me to post. And I got a message from a woman who read that post, who was so broken and so beat up by life, by church, by things, ended up coming to my church on the morning I was preaching. This was in America and, and now is like one of the core leaders of that church, wow. fully healed, her husband and her are fully restored. And it was just like, I just stepped out. I just did one little thing and I was terrified. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm so terrified to put this on social media. Mm. It was an encouragement, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think too, and this probably goes into our second point we were sure. going to talk about, yeah. but just removing anything that's been spoken over you or put on you or the you put on yourself mm. that isn't yours mm. so Saul's armor you know um in first Samuel 17 38 through 40 um David shows up on the scene and they're all trying to fight the giants and Goliath is there and David is willing to fight Goliath. I'm giving you a quick rundown. Y'all go and read it for yourselves. But Saul has this great armor and he puts it on David and it, it just doesn't fit him. And so it says, you know, clearly David, it didn't work for David. So David had to take off what someone, I guess that he looked up to put on him. And had to go and he fought and he, we know the rest of the story. He defeated, he defeated Goliath. And I believe that like well-meaning people have spoken things over my life mm. that I took on without processing with Jesus. Mm. Um, likewise, people have said things to me that um, have wounded me, that have actually kept me in the cave kept me from stepping out 
And so I'm in a season right now where I'm like, I'm taking that off. I'm taking that off, taking Mm. that off. And I'm just going to go with what you've given me, Holy Spirit. Mm. And then there's times where I've done it to myself. You know, I don't mean to pick on Steve, but I'll just use Steve because he's safe. So let's say I'm comparing myself to Steve. I'm comparing myself to Jeff. I want to do I want to do a video podcast thing, but I'm not as good as Jeff. I, you know, so I can't, I don't have cool glasses like Jeff. So, (laughs) so I can't do it, you know, and that's something I put on myself and other people maybe have, um, that's actually a really good illustration, not you, Jeff, but I have a really, really good friend who I just had, I really wanted to do a podcast for a long time. A couple of years ago, my friend started this podcast, her own podcast, and it's really, it's going great. It's awesome. And I never did my podcast because I was like, oh, no, it's at the same time as her. But you know what? I think God actually called me to do it, too, Mm. because I have a different lane. It may Mm -hmm. be going in the same direction, but it's a different lane. So I put that armor on myself and I had to take that off. And I feel like we're in a season right now where God is removing Saul's armor. And Mm -hmm. we have to take it off in order to do what the Lord's called us to do and to actually be a part of like the revival that's happening across the earth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, we're seeing this more and more and I'm, I'm seeing testimony after testimony of people who um, I would say definitely 2020 revealed this for a lot of people um, is just realizing how much of uh, how much we've put God in a box in, in a lot of the Western church where we're just like, God has 45 minutes to operate and then we, <laughs> I've got stuff to do, you know, yeah. and, and realizing that like the Holy spirit cannot be contained. <laughs> and, yes. and I know this is all very, it's been, you know, largely talked about for a while, but it, to, for me, and I'm seeing for thousands of other people, it's becoming even more apparent of just yeah. like how much we've, we've, maybe it was like, it was the way they were trained. A pastor was trained or, or this or that. Um, yeah. And, uh, and so I'm seeing more and more people drifting away from things that we've deemed orthodox, like, no, you must do this and you have to do this, this way and you have to do that. And it's been when we relinquish control, when we let go, it's just like, Oh man, like that's yes. when I see the most freedom, even just doing this. It's just like, no man, like the old me would have might may have been more nervous about, you know, drifting off of the notes because it's like uncharted territory, or, <laughs> yes. you know, like, yeah. Um, and now it's just like, whatever, you know? Yeah. So, um, oh man. I, um, I said to you before, before the broadcast that I feel like it's especially raw for me right now. And Mm. I'll give you an example of that. Just the, the idea of like, we've, we've got to, we've got to get with the Lord and we've got to dream with the Lord and we've got to hear from the Lord on what he's called us to do. Mm. And even in that, what that looks like, because for example, two examples, actually, um, I'll just be real and raw. This is what I'm walking through right now. Um, So I said earlier, you know, I'm a mix of prophet, teacher, evangelist. Mm -hmm. But because I'm a mix of prophet, teacher, evangelist, I do not look like a traditional evangelist. And traditional evangelists 
um, sometimes aren't crazy about that. And they don't under, I, I'm not fully understood. And, and yet God's graced me to teach others how to share their faith. Mm. And we're seeing many people come to know Jesus and get discipled, but I'm not the type, not a Reinhard Bonnke or a Billy Graham. Mm-hmm. And I'm not the type that, you know, if, if someone, so the Lord told me very specifically that if I lead someone to Jesus, he doesn't want me to put it on Facebook. Awesome. And it could be for me to break off fear of man or to keep, I, I, I don't know, but I'm following the leading of the Holy yeah, Spirit. Absolutely. But I've had some people criticize me because as an evangelist, you should be sharing and stirring up faith and letting other people see what God's doing through you. But the Lord told me not to. Mm-hmm. And so there's been times where I've wanted to perform just being real because we yeah. all struggle with this. Yep. I oh, wanted yeah. to perform because I'm like, I have this little group of evangelist friends who are constantly posting, like the harvest is ripe right now mm-hmm. in Australia. So they're constantly posting things they've done and this many people got saved and all these things. And my husband and I are like, we're not supposed to post anything like, mm-hmm. you know, and so we've been questioned and we've been, you know, said not anyone from our church, but outside of our church, negative things. And I'm like, no, like, I'm not going to perform. It's not a performance. This is someone's soul. All of heaven is rejoicing. And we're going to watch this baby grow to be mature adult. That's the important part. Yeah. Not me performing. Yeah. And so I say that to say that even in the midst of whatever lane you're in and all these other people may be in your lane as well you Mm -hmm. still have to be you and you still have to be obedient within your lane yeah and another example is god told me a long time ago outrageous hope on our last episode we talked about the caleb's i'm a caleb Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna tell you in great detail i see the giant and I, I will describe it in great detail. And I know that it's there. And I know that there's a warning. But I also know that Jesus is bigger. Mm. And he wants me to not be doom and gloom, and uh, but to focus on building up the body and reminding them of the hope that they have in mm. Christ. But the pressure on me right now has been outrageous. I use the word outrageous. Outrageous hope. But it's been crazy. <laughs> Because I've got people at all, like the pressure, like, but you should be like, you're, you talk about Jesus too much. We need to prepare the people, but I'm not called to do that. I'm called to like, yes, I see it. I'm not going to deny it, but I'm bringing your eyes back to Jesus. I'm going to bring your eyes back to hope because that's what I'm called to do. Yeah, man. I mean that other people are wrong either. I just, yeah. I think, you know, you're talking about something that's very important because the body as a whole is very different, you know, like our physical body, each, each part does something unique, you know, Um, the spleen is different from the elbow and, you know, um, and, uh, but they're all essential. And I think, yeah, this is an old, you know, this is a cliche teaching, but that's what God is doing right now. He's bringing, these things are cliche a lot of times for a reason, because they're foundational or they're, yes. but that's what God is doing with the body is bring us back to like, no, like be, be obedient to what, what God is here telling you to do. And, yes. and I think you, you hit the nail on the head when you're talking about not sharing, you know, 
new converts and, 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 you know, being obedient to that. I think that there's this, and I noticed this even just in like the physical, when you come across somebody um, and say, you got, you, you order pepperoni pizza and you, you laid out before everybody. And then you notice one of your friends isn't eating the pizza and you're like, well, what's wrong? And like, Oh, I don't eat pork. And then there's this, peer pressure yeah. thing that kicks in and people go, well, you don't yes. eat pork. Like that's stupid. Why don't you eat pork? And like, are you allergic? No. Are you Jewish? No. Are you this? No, yeah. no, no. I just, I, I don't feel like I'm supposed to eat pork. And you know, and then people get, there's this kind of like, it does annoy, you get annoyed or you, because they're not conforming to the group. And I think that yeah. like God is, God is wanting us to pursue those things individually and to ask him. I think so often, yeah. I know for myself, I can speak for myself for years. I just assumed I was supposed to do certain things a certain way. When in yeah. fact, in a lot of ways, God was having me do the opposite. And I yeah. was, I was the one that was like silencing his voice. I was like, I don't need God to speak to me in this area because I know that I'm supposed to do it this <laughs> way, you know, and I'm supposed to share all the converts that I, you know, that I lead to yeah. the Lord and I'm supposed to do this because that's going to encourage the body. And, and I think it's so important. Obedience is so important. Yeah. And yes. so, yeah, that's. Yeah. And disclaimer, I don't, I don't, I'm not judging anyone that posts on Facebook or social media who they get saved that, I mean, some people like my friend, Joel, feels like he's meant to do that mm -hmm. because he hates doing it. And God's breaking mm -hmm. fear of man off of him. So I, I'm not having a go at anybody. I'm just saying like, for me, that's not, that's not what I'm called to do. Yeah. And so, yeah. but you know, there's um, like you just said, Jeff, like it's foundational. Um, but God is doing things differently in this season. And he had given me another word that um, I just feel like what's happened. Okay. We're stretching, we're enlarging Isaiah 54, stretch, enlarge. And everyone knows we're stretching. Everyone knows we're being pruned and purified and all this stuff. But God showed me that in order to stretch a tent, you've got to unpeg the tent and then stretch and repeg. It's not just a stretching. There's an unpegging that happens as well. And I feel like that's what's happening. So part of the unpegging is taking off Saul's armor. Part of the unpegging is surrendering fully to what God has called us to do and our lane. Um, part of the unpegging is finding like that intimacy is more important than anything else. And it's, I just feel like it's so important for us to note right now that even our, even our time with God is going to be a little bit different because he's doing things differently and he's unpegging us in order to stretch us. And I feel like just in that visual itself, you can see that there's a difference, but I feel like that's what's happening right now. I'm not, I don't think that this is like a punishment because you've been disobedient because you haven't been in your lane because you're the giant truck that's taking up two lanes. God's like, no, 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 no. We have to unpeg it in order to repeg it because the reason that we're being stretched. The reason that that tent is stretching far and wide is because of all the people that are going to come in and all the things that God's going to do in yeah. our midst. And we have to be ready for that. And if I'm, if I'm an elbow and I'm trying to act like a spleen, like, <laughs> man, I can't do that. Like yeah. he needs the body to be 
where we're meant to be because we yeah. all have the function and that's exciting. It like, is super exciting. Oh, I think we're going to see a lot of, yeah, I think we're going to see a lot of creativity come out of this too. Yes. Cause I'm, I, I think you're the same way. I, you know, I, I would classify myself as an artist. Like I love to be creative. Yeah. Um, I love it. And I make, I turn garbage. People can look on my Instagram. I turn garbage into like not garbage, you know, just, I build a lot of like <laughs> so little good. miniature sets and stuff. I do a lot oh, of stop motion awesome. animation. And so I love, I just, it, it brings so much joy, but just thinking about that on a kingdom level gets me so excited. Just the, the joy that creativity brings to me. And I think that we're going to yeah. see a lot of really, really unique ministries come out of this process of us getting yes. in our lanes, allowing people to pass. Cause it's like, yeah. and sometimes allowing somebody to pass you when you've been <laughs> used to going at, you know, however fast and all of a sudden God's maybe telling you to slow down. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash donate. Means he wants you to not miss something that's coming. And if you were going too fast, yes. you would miss it. And maybe that's a prophetic that's word for somebody so right now good. who's just like, whoa, man, you just, you just, <laughs> Oh, so, so kind of on that though, um, go, going, sort of going back a little bit though, to the prophet teacher evangelist thing, when you started yeah. realizing that, was that a difficult thing for you to kind of, oh, I'm all three or was that, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, because for a long time I had boxed God and I had boxed myself and I had the wrong idea uh, because I was comparing, yeah. I had the wrong idea of what each of those, like the fivefold ministries looks like, mm -hmm. um, or, or not what they look like, but they're the reason for them. We're here to serve the body mm -hmm. and to equip the saints, not to be superstars on mm -hmm. a platform. Come on. Preach it. And so for me, because of how I had put on Saul's armor, um, and because of some of the things spoken negatively spoken over me in the past, I so wanted to throw the negative off that I was like, I'm going to be this and I'm going to be just a prophet or just a preacher because I was trying to get rid of that armor. And it was I was I wasn't healthy enough to know. And back then I cared more about my lane than I did about my time with the Lord. Mm, wow. So I was doing it uh, more as an orphan instead of as a daughter. Mm, okay. Yeah. And then I, someone else saw the evangelist gift in me and started pulling that out. And someone else saw the prophet gift in me and started pulling that out. And I tried to hide from all of it. The only thing I enjoyed doing, <laughs> the only thing I enjoyed doing was teaching. Cause like, that's just a safe thing that you could do teach and preach, you know, but mm -hmm. like, but the three are, are now kind of like this. And I'm very fortunate to be in an apostolic alignment in a church that actually champions those things in me and, you know, gives me a safe space to, to utilize my gifts. Not everyone has that, I understand. So I've been fortunate enough to have people recognize that and pull that out in me. Mm. Um, and a husband who absolutely will not even let me say a negative thing. You know, there's this comes where I'm like, I'm not a good teacher. And he's like, stop speaking the words of the enemy. 
<laughs> Sounds like my wife. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. It's so awesome. Um, but yeah, like don't agree with the enemy. So it, it was interesting though to find that and to realize that I there are times where the Holy Spirit wants me to be purely a prophet. Mm. There's times where the Holy Spirit wants me, I think prophet and evangelist, and that's a whole nother episode. But I feel like prophet and evangelist are actually um working together these days. Mm. And so I, I see that marrying more and yeah, more. That, actually. Yeah. So that that's how I function when I evangelize as a prophet. Like mm-hmm. I will have a word of knowledge for someone. That that's my primary way of evangelizing. Mm-hmm. So um but yeah it's been an interesting journey. And it I think too it's been confusing for some people who who have had me boxed. Mm. But I've come to a place where I think I've busted out of those boxes. So. Yeah. yeah. So what do you do with um, people that, you know, say somebody is at a church and they're, they're not in, they're not uh, indignant mm-hmm. or rebellious or anything like that. And they're just very, yeah. you know, they're like, I say they're in the same position. They're like, I'm, I'm more than just a teacher. I'm a, an evangelist and I'm a prophet as well. I, I really, it really resonates with me, but they do feel like they're being boxed in what yeah what what do you do like what what do you do when you come across that i feel like i feel like for the evangelist it's an everyday thing Mm. so just go and evangelize just go you don't have to Mm -hmm. put it on facebook unless god tells you to Mm -hmm. and you don't have to wait for an event and you don't have to you know organize an outreach for everybody just go and do it just go and do it um Profit, it's different. Um, I would say continue to pray because I was in that position years ago before um, we aligned with where we're aligned now. Um, just be in prayer. Keep your heart pure. Don't by any means allow offense to come in mm. and try to find healthy prophetic communities online or healthy prophetic. Um, I could name several people that are doing online courses right now, people that are regular names on the Elijah list who do go and look them up, go and look up these people and, and get into their groups online and learn from them and read books and read, you know, James Gall, Lana Vazer, Sean Boltz, like read those things. Jennifer Ives, read them, read them, read them, mm-hmm. absorb them. That's yeah. what I had to do. Chris Ballatin, I had to just get in. And that's how I actually learned about the prophetic. And after a while, because my heart remained pure, leadership started to notice the purity of my heart. Mm. And that spoke louder than the gift. Mm. Yeah, that's really good. And sometimes it's very hard to do that. <laughs> it is. I know. Yeah. It's, <laughs> Gotta stay yeah. at the feet of Jesus and That's stay right. obedient. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So, okay. Well, man, like we're almost, almost out of time. I know. Um, uh, so this last point right here says, uh, this is not a one-off giant kill. And did you make a Facebook post recently about this? I'm trying to remember where that, that phrasing sounds really yeah. familiar. Okay. That's what I, I did. Thought. And so. I did a video. And the video was removed. I can't can't find it. I've had several videos removed. I've been Facebook blocked a lot or like jailed a lot lately. All I post is stuff about Jesus. I know. Mr. Wigglesworth and Jesus. That's it. So I don't know. But um, (laughs) 
Yeah. So I've had a lot of posts removed lately and I don't know why yeah. and that whatever, but, um, I had a moment in worship at my church a few Friday nights ago that I felt like was for the body of Christ, not just my church. Mm-hmm. And I'll pull up my notes on my phone. It was, yeah. um, gosh, there was so much fear floating around because of what has been happening just, you know, uh, with the pandemic and stuff. Uh, like, especially in Australia, there was a lot of fear and a lot of just unfair calls that have been made. And I got up on stage. I, I've i never done this before. It was like the spirit was so strong that um, there's, we have during worship a time where they invite the house prophets, the trusted, mm-hmm. um, oh, recognized cool. prophets. Yeah. And so I got up and I was like, i never do that but like it cracked not into the microphone by the way but i had i was off mic and it cracked i could i could feel it crack the fear oh yeah and i felt like the lord and this is for this is for um the body of christ not just my church but i feel like the lord is releasing a spirit of victory Mm. and an overcoming spirit and what I have is that it's the kind of victory that Romans says overwhelmingly conquers. Mm. And I saw that it, it was locked away and it was being unlocked in many. And it's the kind of victory that transforms the way that you see and do life. It crushes fear. And here's the part that I pulled out just this quote and put it on my Facebook page, that it's a victory that is consistent not just a one-off giant kill. Mm. And I feel like, I feel like people need to know that. I feel like a lot of people have actually um, conquered something and they feel like, okay, well, I've conquered it, but man, I like they've gone backwards. Like Mm. I've conquered it, but now I'm not an overcomer. Now I'm not because fear has been so overwhelming. And the Mm. Lord is saying, no, if you've got Jesus in you, you you have a spirit of victory. You are a victor. You are a conqueror. You're more than a conqueror, the Bible Mm. says. And it's a consistent thing because of Christ in you. It's not Mm. about you. And you have the power to continue to overcome and I've, I just felt like people need to hear that, that it's not a one-off giant kill. Oh, man. Like so, you can keep going because yeah. of Christ in you. Yeah, dude, I, that's crazy. So first off, I feel the glory very heavy right now. It's like, <laughs> whoa. Um, but yes. I also, um, right. So I've said this before on the show, but often it's, it's, and I think I actually said it last time you were on the show often before an episode, I will struggle with something that is, is the, and I didn't entirely know that you were going to hit this, but right before the show, I got hit by anxiety, like crazy, just like last time, (laughs) which is crazy. And I was like, I knew it wasn't me. And I was like, it has to be something that Mandy is going to talk about. I was like, because this is like the weirdest thing ever. I was like, totally (laughs) fine. And all of a sudden, and so man, like, it told, I'm just like, yeah, I'm very, uh, um, I've, I'm feeling this. This is really good. Yeah. So I feel like there's some people who have conquered anxiety in the past mm-hmm. and it's coming back. 
Mm. And it's like a familiar spirit that's coming back and you're starting to feel crippled again. And I feel Mm. like the Lord says, no, it's a, it's not you. And B, you have the spirit of an overcomer. And like, like I said earlier, it's not the one-off giant kill. This is a consistent ongoing thing because of Christ in you. And, and that's the thing to remember. It's not us, it's Christ in us. Mm -hmm. So how awesome the picture of like the stuff outside of us and it's Christ in us and we can overwhelmingly conquer especially since it's not ours yeah it's not ours and so important we cannot partner with that we can't we can't partner with it the minute you partner with something um that isn't of god it forms a stronghold Mm -hmm. and there's an attachment and it's almost like a little ledge for the, for the demonic to come and stand on and continue Mm -hmm. to torment. It's not you. It's not you. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good, man. And I think that it's, this is a, this word specifically is very, um, very timely for those that maybe God did deliver on the last episode and what God did. Cause That's the thing is God will. And we've talked about this in other episodes with other guests as well about how God will, like with Jennifer Martin, you know, she was talking about deliverance and, and you can be delivered, but, but you need to equip yourself. You need to, to equip yourself, armor up guys, like pray the armor of God on if you have to every single day, actually, I would even say that's probably just a good thing in general, but, um, you know, um, but it's important to arm yourself with the truth. Uh, You know, you mentioned uh, reminding yourself of old prophetic words. Even if somebody tells you like, I see you, you know, they gave you a word, for example, that you were, you were going to be a speaker in front of thousands about something specific, but you can't even walk out the door because you were so crippled with fear and God started to deliver you from that. Like it's important to to remind yourself of those words as well, that people have given you that resonated with you. And you're like, no, I know this is God. Um, So man, yeah, this is good. This is really good. And, and with those words, um, a lot of people hear, Oh, you know, wrestle with the words God's given you fight with the words God wage war with the the promises of God, Mm -hmm. but people don't know how to do that. Mm -hmm. And so it's just practically, you know, if that is a word that you've been given that you're going to speak to thousands, but then you're stuck in the house and you're feeling crippled by anxiety and fear, you take that word. This is how I do it. I take that word and I'm like, no, Lord, I repent of believing anything different to what your word says. And a prophetic word that is biblical and that actually resounds in your spirit is the word of the Lord. And so you, you know, you can be like, I am going to, I, I repent. I believe this. I believe this and just continue to partner with it and continue to pray into it and to continue to speak it over yourself. Like I will speak to thousands. I will, regardless of how I feel today, Mm -hmm. I'm going to speak to thousands. This is who I am. And I also throw in like identity scriptures as well, because that's, that's important. The word of God is living and active, you know? And so that's how you build yourself up. And that's also how you find your lane. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That's good. Well, Mandy, can you pray? Yes. We talked about a lot of really good stuff and, uh, you know, like, uh, I know that, uh, a lot of people are going to be blessed with this, just like the last one. Um, Hmm. And so just pray as you feel led for people. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. God, I just want to come to you, first of all, in adoration of who you are. And I want to say thank you, Jesus, for what you've done. Thank you, Jesus, for crushing the spirit of fear. Thank you, Jesus, that on the cross you crushed every spirit that torments us. (laughs) Those things are rendered powerless in the name of Jesus. I pray, Holy Spirit, for your help. Teach us, teach me, teach us how to stand strong, stand firm in the truth of who we are and of what you have done for us, Jesus. Help us to see so clearly, open the eyes of our hearts, open our understanding to see what you've done and to not allow even an inch for the enemy. And I pray, Lord God, that you would show people what their lane is. I pray that you would even give them prophetic dreams, Lord, dreams and visions. I pray that you would awaken hearts again. I speak that right now, the resurrection life, awaken hearts like when Jesus gets to Lazarus's tomb, John 11, 11, and he says, oh, he's not asleep. Or, he's just asleep. He's not dead. He's just asleep. And so I awaken those dreams right now in Jesus' name. I awaken those dreams in people, Lord. I pray, Father, that you would put boldness and courage into people, God, to know who they are, to know what their purpose is. Lord God, and any spirit of heaviness that's come over them to try to get them an oppression, to try to get them to um, look down instead of up. We just break off that stuff right now in the name of Jesus. And I just declare over them that they are victorious, that they are overcomers in Jesus' mighty name, Lord. And I thank you. I bless, I bless every person. I bless Jeff, the team. And we just thank you again for who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you, Mandy. This is great. So fun. Thank you. (laughs) Absolutely. So how can people follow you? Um, Facebook, Outrageous Hope, Mandy Woodhouse Outrageous Hope, Um, YouTube, and my website as well. So I need to update my website actually, but yeah. So all of that is in the description. So make sure to go to Mandy's YouTube, show her some love, subscribe. Like I said last time, she's got a lot of great content, like her truth daggers. I love the truth daggers. <laughs> so my wife watches them too. So awesome. Uh, yeah, we're just really blessed by your ministry. So yeah, yeah. thank you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, everybody, that's our show. Have a blessed day. Uh, go do something you love, um, yeah. like I always say. And uh, God bless everybody. Bye bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Click the link in the description for more info on how you can donate today.